0: Oh, my okay. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, it's uh, three brothers with big smiles wearing orange and uh, nothing but love in our hearts for the orange and green uh, Florida A&M University. My name is Brian Fulford. Joining us, Kelvin, Rozier, Kofi, Hemingway. Uh, we are the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, dedicated to talking about all things related to FAMU athletics and culture. And as always, every week, we just try to bring an honest perspective on what we see happening with our beloved university and our beloved teams. We have great conversations with coaches, players, alumni, uh, administrators, you know, whoever we can get on the show. Uh, So with that said, uh, I'd like to welcome the brothers in. Let's start off, Kelvin. We we missed you last week, but we had to hold it down without you. How you doing? Good to have you back on the show this week.
1: Thank you, man. Uh, I had daddy duties uh, last week. Had to take care of some things with my oldest there, get her situated. So, uh, but I did catch the show, man. Y'all got into some really needed subject, man. I I miss not being here, but it was like I was here because kobe and I have had a lot of those conversations and.
0: That's why he wouldn't let you talk because he was speaking for both of us. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, it, look, I, it's, it's good. It, we, we, I love those conversations. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good to just listen. So, um, Kofi, how you doing, my friends? Good to, good to see you again.
2: Hey, good to see you, man. I'm here. Uh, it's been raining. Uh, it's raining here in Duval, but uh, we're gonna try and make it through.
0: All right, all right. Well, hopefully, hopefully everybody's internet internet connections can stay can stay stable. Say that a couple times in a row. Uh, I know for the past week I have had my own personal issues with home internet, so I will knock on wood, and I will uh, I will I will pray that my T Mobile hotspot holds up for the course of this show, as with you guys as well. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And watching us, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're catching us on Twitter, uh, we appreciate you. If you're on Facebook or, or uh, Twitter, that's where you can get into the chat rooms. Always some good discussions and conversations that happen along with uh, along with the show. Hey, and we want to let you know, you know, uh, by popular demand, you know, we get a lot of people asking, ahead put that back up there, Mel, because we got to let, let people know. We're going to flash that as much time as possible. Uh, you know, we we always are striving to kind of, you know, put the tip jar out there. You know, we're not ashamed to ask for a cup of coffee or a penny or two, but you can go right to our Twitter feed right there on the page. You see that little symbol that's circled? Little tip jar. You can go ahead and just drop us a couple of bucks. If you'd like to support the show, if you like to support the Black College Sports Network and everything that we're doing, we're continuing to try to advance you know, the conversation uh, and, and and keep bringing new content, uh, some good fresh material. So we appreciate any and everything. And look, we, we all talking about supporting, you know, one of the biggest things that I loved coming out of last week's show, Kofi, my man, uh, and I, and I got, I got to give him props for this. Let me go to the, if I can find the Twitter handle real quick. I think it was Leonard Hankerson uh, that dropped this challenged everybody right after the show. To, to do what? To get into the Rattler Athletic Fund, drop their 1887. dollars 87 $18.87, you know? Uh, and that was fresh off the heels of our conversation as well with Evan Galloway from Twitter. Um, you know, we talked about the FAMU communities and that's what we're talking about, guys. I mean, this is, this is a collective. I mean, I think a lot of the conversations that we're about to have between now and heading into football season, is talking about how can we continue to grow to co- the collective, whether it's a small entity like our show, a larger entity like the athletic department, or even the personal you know, opportunities for our student athletes at FAMU. There's a lot of things going on around college athletics, and we are behind. We are behind. I, I feel like, and I don't want to put it, I don't want to say we're behind because it's all something we're doing, a part of it is statewide. You know, I, I feel like the state of Florida, even though it jumped out there trying to say they were one of the first, they are they are behind. We are behind in a lot of things. So a, as a community, you know, Kofi brought up, we talked about some great points last week. There's a lot of things that have to get addressed. And, you know, so, so, so you're going to see and hear us talking about that a lot uh, during the course of this course of this show anything that you want to get off your chest kelvin obviously a loaded show from last week uh kofi brought up a lot of excellent points but you may have some things that you heard that maybe you want to add or jump in there as well before we get into talking about the roundup and and some of our spring sports i want to give you an opportunity kind of to catch up and 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 chat on maybe some things that you heard that you want to uh opine about
1: no i think um kofi kind of stole my thunder and and and, and gave a lot of the commentary i would have probably spoken about um you know i want us to get a little bit more into the um data side of of just hbcu athletics FEMU and the greater community at large in terms of where we stand with athletic budgets i know we'll, we'll we'll get to that um a little bit later in the show but for me this is a labor of love and trying to bring information and and hopefully the audience sees it and can digest it and make their own conclusions and interpretations from it but I, i think it's really important to share the information and and that's what last week's show did
0: great uh kofi off of last week's show what kind of feedback did you get uh, what what kind of uh, what, what kind of response did you get from the public? Uh, you you always generate some some great responses from Rattler Nation. Uh, so what, what, what kind of things did you hear? Um,
2: most of the feedback was very positive. I think um, one thing that you can honestly say about Rattler Nation is that we really do care, and we we want to see good results we want to see positive results from our beloved institution so um, when things are not i think that an engaged alumni uh an engaged group of supporters will ask the necessary questions to make sure that there is a, a greater dimension of accountability in place so that we don't return to a place of mediocrity which is really where family athletics has been over the last two maybe even three decades um since i want to say the latter part of the 90s we've been kind of floating in media mediocre land for a long time and it's time for us to make the push if we're serious i know we talk a good game but it's time to see to put some hardware behind what we're talking about um it's interesting that but cookman had a larger um athletic budget than we did and their school is much smaller um so it's no accident that we lost uh eight in a row (laughs) to bethune Uh, i know a lot of people like well why we? because they gave more they invested more money into their football program they invested more money into their athletic program which is why their baseball team is competitive their softball team is competitive their basketball team is competitive the tennis teams are competitive all across the board because they've invested the money. And if family wants to see those uh positive results, then they also have to invest the money so they can see a positive return.
0: Yeah, I you know, it's funny. We talk about the investment, you know, uh I and what what you're talking about is the uh, night commission numbers that talk about The growth in people's budgets I believe from 2015 to was it 2020 Kelvin or 2019 it was like a a four or five year period and it it was fascinating when you think about where some programs are for example I recall looking at Alabama A&M who has grown their budget right Uh, and then you look at Florida A&M, whose budget has decreased. Uh, yes. I, I, think all, I think Alcorn State was in there, too, as another program. Uh, i, I got to find that link you sent. I, I know you sent it, and I'll have to go dig that up here. Um, but it, it's just interesting looking at, and we'll talk a little bit more later in the show here, about those numbers. And, and I guess I always, maybe the old stubborn head in me, uh, doesn't always draw the correlation to finances and performance, but, you know, you do have to start giving it some some validity when you start to look at where teams are at and their their success, because here we are talking about, we talk about financial budgets and keeping things in financials, right? Uh, that other school in Mississippi is having a lot of success. Their women's basketball team did a great job. Uh, Coach Tamika Reed had a great post game. I mean, I'm sure she would have rather talked about winning the game than everything else she talked about. Because trust me, there, there's as great as the post game comments were. She would have she would have traded that for a W every day of the week. And then noticing how LSU lost the next game. But anyway, uh, you know, she would have traded that for a W any day of the week. But, you know, she's a hot commodity. And, you know, uh, what Kim Mulkey of LSU had said was that, you know, hey, if, if that school doesn't pay her, blah, 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 you know, well, you know, you go look at contracts for women's coaches, you know, she's, she's probably making in the ballpark of maybe close to 200K uh, from, from numbers that I heard. It, it may be somewhere in, in that range. But guess who came calling all of a sudden? old miss you know sec sec here comes sec money so it's like okay i know she's from that that community but now the challenge is can you keep her you know she's had a she's had a great 3 4 year run probably unprecedented who knows maybe she can do it again but you know what guys sometimes they say you strike when the iron's hot her she may never be hotter than she is right now and if some SEC school is going to drop her, uh, seven numbers, you know, or high sixes, eight hundred thousand dollars 800000 I, I wouldn't be mad if she took it, you know? So we talk about keeping our coaches, you know, we, we've seen turnover. We always talk about that here with keeping our coaches. That's a challenge. So we have to be able to build the coffers, uh, to, to kind of balance that out. Um, for for our schools. Um, Anything else we want to, hold on, let me me reset here for a second just to let people know who are watching us. Make sure you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. We are a part of the Black College Sports Network. You can find our show uh, broadcast every Wednesday on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, You can even find us on the BCSN Pod Zone and you can even support us on the BCSN Pod Zone where all of our shows go up, and you can even support the podcast. You can hear all of the great shows that are part of the BCSN pod zone, uh, including ours and the, and the entire family of shows. Uh, go download the Jericho Broadcast Networks app there, MyJBN, BCSN. You can find it on your Google or Apple Play Store. And then if you got any thoughts or comments you want to send to us, there's the email address at the bottom, ONGStrikeZone at gmail.com. Coming up in later in the show, second half of the show, we've got the SWAC's most valuable player, the player of the year on the men's basketball side, MJ Randolph, is going to be joining us. And then a little bit later in the second hour, FAMU Football's newest recruiting coordinator is going to be joining us. Uh, and, and that is huge because a big day is coming up here on April 9th. And if, uh, i tell you what, this this coach uh, Coach Riz, as he is affectionately known from Tallahassee, has Tallahassee ties, and but he is making big waves in the recruiting circuit, and uh, bringing in a lot of people, bringing in a lot of people. So there's gonna be a lot of eyes coming to FAMU, and uh, it shouldn't be dismissed. There's a lot of foot. There's a lot of basketball opportunities there too, you know. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, There's a young man out of Dr. Phillips in Orlando that was committed to Mississippi state, uh, part of a state championship winning team. Uh, Dr. Phillips high school, one of the largest schools in high schools in Orlando, heck of a basketball player. Uh, My, my high school went up against him this past year. The kid can light it up, man, but Hey, his recruitment is open uh, with the changes happening at Mississippi state university. And look, I, I just sent a tweet out and said, look, Hey, Rattler Nation, let's hit this young man up. Get him up to the hill. You know, a lot of people are discovering HBCUs. Uh, why go to Mississippi when you can be here in Florida? Be a part of a change. I mean, we already know we already know LeBron LeBron Bronny's coming in a couple of years. We already know that's happening. You know, we speaking truth to that. So <laughs> you know. So hey, come on, be a part of something big. But but no, seriously though, you know, whenever we get opportunities like that, we gotta let people know. Um all right, fellas, I figure we should maybe go into the roundup. Uh, it is an athletics-themed show. So, uh, you know, there's some dark clouds still hanging around some of us in the spring. It's some bad times right now. We thought we would be over it a little bit, but uh, it's been a bit of a tough road. I guess we'll start with baseball. huh? I don't know which one to start with, and I guess I could flip a coin and go one to the other. But, uh it's been a tough stretch. Nine games now. Uh, we're on a, we're on a bit of a losing streak right now. Nine games, and it's it's kind of bleeding over into conference play as uh, the baseball team uh, lost a their, their first conference series against Alabama State. Uh, if you remember, we lost to Alabama State in the beginning of the year in that uh, classic in New Orleans,
1: Andre Dawson uh, classic.
0: Andre Dawson Classic. Yeah, we, we so we lost those games uh, earlier this week. We lost a 10 to 3 contest in North Florida, lost a weekend series to Stetson, UCF. I'm going back. The last time we got a win was Ball State back on March 6th. Uh, I don't even know where to go with this, but nine games is a lot of games. Kofi, I'll let you kind of kick it off. Well, I don't what a, think there's
2: no need watch. to push the panic button. Uh, can you hear me? I got you. Okay. There's so no need to push the panic button just yet. We've kind of been here before. This this team about midseason always has, unfortunately, always has this little slide where they're not necessarily playing their best. But I think one of the things that people need to understand is that the SWACs, baseball, um, there's more to SWAC than just, Grambling, Southern and you know, a couple of Jackson State. I mean, Alabama State has a good team. The Texas teams are good. Um, the Mississippi teams are good. They're all solid and capable of beating you. So we have to we have to bring our best, have to bring our A game. Sometimes when your intensity is not there, you don't perform as high. Um, you know, sometimes you think that, you know, maybe because of the competition you face that you know, you should be ready and ready to roll over these people. These people are not rolling over. They want to beat you. They want to beat Florida a and University. And, um, you know, the and here's the other thing. Um, we need some better pitching, you know, sooner or <laughs> later, I mean, uh, year after year, after year, after year, you're not going to win a ton of championships if you don't have championship pitching. And, uh, I would like to see, you know, uh, you know, they say they're hard to find. I don't believe that. I disagree. We're in the state of Florida. We're in the deep south. Pictures are all over the place. We got to get them. We got to close the deal. So that's where I am with that.
0: Jump in there, Kelvin. What do you got?
2: Uh, overall record is 6-16. Six
1: and 16. Five of those wins came early in the season. At one point, believe it or not, I believe we were 5-3 and three at our best. And now we're six and sixteen. I do understand and I, I do agree that we're playing good champ uh good teams, right? Alabama state is one of the teams that predicted to finish an upper echelon of swag baseball. They have top notch facilities. Um with that being said, I'm you know, twenty two games in now, so I'm getting concerned. <laughs> and um I, I just call spade a spade. Uh our pitching is not doing well. We're we're, we're giving up double-digit runs almost every game. If not double digits, it's right there seven, eight, and um, it's hard to beat anybody um, when you're giving up that much runs. So um, I don't know. I you know you know at one point remember before the season coach shoot came on, there was discussion about a turf field and some other things that didn't happen. And uh, you know, you had pitcher that passed uh, passed away back home in Georgia, tragic accident. And um, and 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 I don't know if the facility is not got you know in shape prior to to give them a early enough start. Um, but either way, we're not playing good baseball right now, and nobody's gonna feel sorry. The swag is not gonna get any easier. So hopefully. Um, between um, coaches making whatever lineup changes they feel that need to be made, players uh, getting into a better groove, um, we'll play better. But you know, we we're in a bad spot right now. We're not playing good baseball.
0: No, no, and you you, I'll just I'll just add to this with some statistics. Uh, when when I go to Our When I I go to ERA, now ERA is always probably a little deceiving because as a staff, our ERA is about middle of the road in the conference. Eighth overall, 7.97 is the ERA. But what's the troubling part, and you guys just brought this up, the amount of runs and the amount of earned runs that we have given up. We have given up the second most number of runs of everyone in the conference. I mean, Alcorn state is number one i mean did you see the score the other day when alcorn gave up a 32 to 1 to texas 32 to 1 i mean that's a damn that's not even a football score that's like a shutout and i don't know how you got one but you know 30 basically that should have been 32 nothing but they gave up 32 runs so alcorn state uh <laughs> that, that's that's the bottom of the barrel right now i hate to say that um And their earned runs are at 207. That's the most in the conference. And right behind them, we we're sitting there with 189 runs given up, 162 earned runs given up. Um, you know, and and though so even though the ERA is middle of the road and the win losses are seven and sixteen, uh, right now, you know, opponents are batting 350. Here's here's another stat for those, and I, I love baseball because it's all numbers. It's all about numbers and accountability, right? We're we're opponents are hitting 335 on us. On the flip side, we're hitting 221. So as much as pitching is a problem, our hitting is probably more of a problem. The fact that we're only hitting 221 right now on the year. Um, which is 10th in the conference, 10th. I mean, there's only one team that's hitting above 300, and that's Texas Southern. And And I bet you anything, half those numbers are all related to that game where they put 32 runs up. I mean, you take that, that game should be, what's the math thing where you factor out a game? That game probably should be factored out of their average. And I bet you they fall back under 300, but their entire team is hitting 341. So, yeah, I, I know I would bet for Coach Shoot that uh, pitching is a concern, but the hitting has not been up to snuff or up to expectation. So that, that's got to get addressed uh, soon. And, and this weekend, hopefully, it can get addressed. Uh, we have a three-game home series beginning on Friday at Moore Kills Field against Mississippi Valley state who come into this uh, into the, into the series two and one in the conference. Everybody just played a series, their first conference series this past weekend, Mississippi Valley state won two of three, their overall record is six, six and one. I don't know how they're doing ones in baseball. I guess they tied with Arkansas pine bluff. I, I'm not really sure where that happened at. um, uh, but uh, right now in the Eastern Division, Bethune Cookman with a sweep over Jackson State—that's the scary part right there. Jackson—I mean Bethune—swept Jackson State this past weekend, and I believe that was that was at uh, at their at the at the Jackie Robinson Field in Daytona. So um, they're they're tied in first place right now with Alabama State and of course Mississippi Valley State, as mentioned, is two and one over on the West Side. Texas Southern, 3-0, of course, by nature of the big wins over Alcorn State. Grambling State and Arkansas Pine Bluff are 2-1. So, it' a lot of baseball to play. A lot of baseball to play. But the bats have got to get going. So, uh, you know, Rattler Nation, let's get out there. Uh, Friday, 5 o'clock, is scheduled the first pitch for game number one. Saturday, they play at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and Sunday's uh, pitch is scheduled for one o'clock. And then we travel. Uh, we actually have another home game against Jacksonville university on Tuesday, March 29th. So it's a four game homestand. Well, actually we're in the midst of a five game homestand Cause they just played North Florida uh, yesterday, lost that game. So we're in the midst of a five game homestand. stand. Uh, they really need your support guys. So any of folks you guys are in Tallahassee. Any of the folks in Tallahassee, get out to the ballpark this weekend. Uh, go support. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, softball, bowling, track and field a little bit later in the show, as well as some spring uh, football conversation. But guys, let's get ready to take a break because coming out of the break, we got our conversation with MJ Randolph. We don't want to hold up the uh, the MVP. Uh, so uh, when, when he comes in, That'll be here at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you uh, like, share, and subscribe. Let somebody know MJ's coming up, all right? Sync- at Cinco underscore buckets is where you can find him on Twitter. He's coming up on the other side of this break. You're watching the OMG Strike Zone. We'll be back in a moment.
3: The sweet and smoky salmon rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub. Perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood. Let's
4: get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family.
5: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for mental health and other resources. Call 211 or visit 211.org.
6: Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1.
7: It's like a loot machine. Going around town, we're trying to get
8: bounty versus the old family dish towel drying with a fresh sheet of bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue so ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene bounty the quicker picker-upper
3: Now, you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and adds a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's
7: like a loot machine. Don't round down. To
3: get down. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
9: Have you had your Earth Blend coffee today? At Earth Blend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend Coffee.
10: Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvinboutique.com. That's www.m-e-l-v-e-t-b-o-u-t-i-q-u-e.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique.
0: Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Kelvin Kofi. It's a pleasure to be joined by the SWAC Player of the Year, first team All American himself, Mr. MJ Randolph. Let's give it up, Mr. Randolph. Pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to have you on, on the ONG, sir. Congratulations on a great season and the awards. How are you feeling tonight?
11: Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I appreciate you guys for having me, and I'm glad to be on here today.
0: All right. Well, man, it's been, a it's been an amazing, uh, season, uh, both as a team and, uh, for you personally, uh, what, what is this, you know, all of the, all of the awards and and the recognition, what, what is, what is this season meant to you, uh, personally in your, in your playing career here at Florida A&M?
11: Um, you know, being this, my senior season, you know, it meant a lot, um, you know, as a senior, you're you expected, you know, to do certain things with certain expectations. And um, what I did just, from, you know, coming into the season, I knew what the expectations were. I just kind of just put in the work, uh, locked in, and just stayed consistent with what I was doing. And um, even though we didn't finish the way we wanted to, um, I felt like we made a big a big jump, you know, with – certain people that came in and new having new people I think that we gelled together correctly and um I just felt like uh we still had a good season even though we didn't get to do everything we wanted to do so
0: no doubt I mean you got you guys had you, you definitely had a had a had a good season a great season um you know I mm-hmm. mean where where the program has turned around uh since you since you uh came on campus talk a little bit about what drew you to uh, to Florida A and you, you came from uh, you're from Pensacola, correct? Mm-hmm. Was it Washington High School?
11: Yeah, Booker T Washington High School.
0: Booker T Washington High School. Okay, I'm glad I got that right because I was I was trying to I was trying to recall uh, just off memory, and I was like, I think it's Washington High School, but uh, Booker T right. Washington. Uh, so talk talk a little bit about your journey. What brought you? For maybe folks who don't know, what brought you to FAMU? Where their were there other opportunities you were considering? Uh, just give us a little bit about the background four years ago.
11: Yeah, so, okay. Um, I, you know, I found out about FAMU because my sister went here um, from 2014 through 2017. Um, she was in the nursing program, so I used to be up here a lot. I, I knew a lot about FAMU and about the homecoming and things like that. And so um, I really didn't have much offers coming out of high school, Um family was actually the only Division one offer I had. So um, when they when they offered me and I talked to Coach McCullum, uh, I was just happy and um, I went went to work and just start started working out and trying to get ready for the, the college level. And um, that's kind of how I got here, just trying to get a scholarship so my so my mom and dad wouldn't have to worry about paying for school because when my sister went here, um, when my sister went here. She had, you know, some problems kind of paying, paying for classes and things like that. So I always told myself I'm gonna use basketball to, you know, get me a scholarship. Mom and my mom and dad won't have to worry about anything. So that's kind of how I I got here, and um, I just took off with that ever since. So nice,
0: nice, Kelvin, go ahead.
1: So MJ, you're one of the guys who came in. Uh, you contributed uh, your, your freshman year, you know, and and um, uh, want you to meet Ricky of the year, and uh, and then you each year you played, you got better. And Then also you talk about your athletic accomplishment, uh, but you also graduated and you was a honor student. So, so talk about the process of your athletic development. From that freshman year to the senior, year, the things you did to get better and become a leader, and then also talk about the academic side and your journey there.
11: Okay, so yeah, so okay, um, I have to give a lot of credit, you know, to you know Coach McCullum and then my teammates. Um, coming in out of high school was not not really easy, you know, to adapt to the culture and stuff like that. So, um, we had you know certain classes and, and, and things like that that I couldn't find my teammates. They were on on task and just helping me with things like that. So the academic part wasn't really that of a challenge, but it was just about time management and finding ways that where I could do my homework and um, I'm going to the weight room and going to practice, just balancing those things out. And um, I felt like the the experience, you know, with with Bryce, Moraine, you know, Cameron, Reeves, and uh, DJ, uh, they were just telling me things how to from their freshman year because, you know, they were one year above me. So they were just telling me things that I could capitalize off, you know, from their mistakes and things like that. So it was kind of easy for me to adapt and, and get, you know, comfortable with the system. And um, same on the court. Uh, Coach McCullum has a system here. And uh, I felt like those guys, again, they welcomed me in. And I feel like once you're you're joining a new team and you're new to the program, the first thing you have to do is to win the respect of your teammates. And that's something that Coach McCullum always says. And it's it's very true because if you don't have the respect of your teammates, you're not comfortable out there. You know, it's a team and you guys all have to hit on one cylinder. So um that's kind of how I came in and I got adapted to you know on the court and off the court. So um those guys and, and coach and then the the rest of the coaching staff, you know, they they played a major part in my success here.
0: Well said. What What's your major, by the way, MJ? Uh, uh, my major is physical therapy. Well, nice, nice, nice. Okay, nice. Uh, Kofi, go ahead.
2: Cool, MJ. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished this past season. Of course, Rattler Nation wants to know what's next for you. Are you gonna return? You gonna come back one more again? We gonna run it again, or you on to the NBA? Oh, so that's,
11: that's, you know, that's a, a decision that I'm still trying to figure out now. Um, you know, I, I love this school. I, you know, being here, they, like, like I said, I had no Division One offer. So, you know, this school, you know, it developed me. It, it made me ready. Um, but I'm not sure on what I'm going to do quite yet. Um, I would love to come back um, and, you know, play again another year in front of, you know, front of this crowd, and, you know, front of Rattler Nation but I just don't know quite yet. I don't really have an answer on that yet, but I, I do love school and, and I love everything about it, so.
2: Good, good, good. So what's that timetable looking like? What are we looking like? No rush, no pressure, and that, like that, we just kind of,
7: uh,
2: you know, uh, We just, you know, we left it out I got, there. Like, I we were supposed to be like that. We to, to break the we need some specifics and stuff. Like, by August, when we talking about September, like, know so Um. I'm, uh. I'm
11: probably about the, the middle of the summer or so. Um. I'm not sure like when all the deadlines are and uh, things like that. I have to discuss that, uh, with coach and things like that. So, um, once I find out those dates and find out what I where I need to be by this time, and this time I'll be able to kind of give you a a, a different timetable at that point. But right now I really can't because the season literally just ended. So I'm just trying to like work out right now and just focus focus on getting better and then seeing what I need to do from there. Cool. So have you
2: all talked to LeBron and his little brother, you know, his sons or Anything? y'all reached out to them or.
11: Oh, not um, myself. I'm not sure if they, if, if anybody else talked to them, but myself, no, I haven't talked to LeBron or his son or, uh, you know, they, they, that's big time if you talk to them. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't know how I'll be even connected to them. So, uh, no, I haven't talked to them, but, uh, it would, it would be nice to meet them. You know, uh, what, what LeBron is doing right now in the league is just crazy. You know, at 37 years old, he's playing some of his best basketball. Like it's, it's just crazy. to it's just, it's amazing. That's all I can say. Last, last
2: quick question. So are we going to have like a summer camp this year for basketball or no?
11: Oh, um, I'm not sure. I think we were supposed to have a summer camp last year, but I'm not sure what happened, but, um, that would be nice if we did have a summer camp. That'd be my first time having a you know a summer camp here. Cause um I never never had one since I've been here. So that would be nice.
0: Awesome. Let me let me ask the million dollar basketball question that all, all ballers get asked, given your name. Mm-hmm. If I if I said MJ or LeBron. Ooh. Who's your guy? <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't Man. Be scared.
11: I ain't, uh, it's kind of crazy because like I I didn't really watch much of MJ, and you know I I do like Braun, but once I seen that uh that documentary on on, on Mike, I'm like, this dude is different. So I have to I had to ride with MJ on that one. But I'm mostly – I'm a Kobe fan. That's that's me. Like I love Kobe. Like his mentality, what he brought to the game, how he approached. Like, and he played against MJ. He played against Braun. He played against almost everybody. So that's who I kind of like. I'm I'm Kobe. I'm mama mentality over I, this way. So
0: you, you, you know what? Rest in peace. I I, I I had forgotten. There's always I forgot. Every question should be phrased. M. J. Kobe or LeBron. I, I my apologies. Right,
11: right. Uh, They, they underestimate my guy so much.
0: They forget. They forget about him. I, not that. Not that we forget it. It is. It, it slips. It's a slip of the mind. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, definitely, right, we, right. we, we love that. We forgot that. Um. So let you know one of the curious things that I found interesting about your game. You led the conference in free throw attempts and free throw makes. Uh, two point field goals, but you're, you know, in in this day and age, everybody expects guards to be uh, focused and, and shoot at a certain clip from the three point arc. But I'm not saying it's not your game, but you did so many other things that really being a three point shooter just didn't seem like that was your game. Am I, what, what would you, what's your, how would you categorize your ability to lead in very unique categories and, and really have such a, such a, uh, a small percentage of shots and field goal percentages from the arc. It, was that by plan this year or it just kind of happens that way?
11: Um, It just, it just kind of happened that way. Um, When I, like in high school, I was kind of like a downhill guy. So I was always trying to attack the basket and I, I feel like I'm still a downhill, downhill guy. But once I came to college, you know, guys are different. Guys are taller, they're more explosive, more athletic, so I had to add a little bit more to my game, and that's when I added the mid-range uh, more to my game, but I'm always on attack. I'm always trying to just take what the defense gives me, and you know, I'll shoot a three here or there, but um that wasn't really something I was focused on as much, and uh I was just focused on getting to the basket, getting free throw attempts, and i just be watching different players in the league. You know, uh Chris Paul, he shoots some threes but he kind of like a mid-range killer. Um one of my favorites is DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, he he's scoring 40, 50 points and he's making a living off the mid-range. So just different ways you can play and and just uh just trying to be versatile and uh I think, you know, you said three point. I think that's one of the things I want to add to my game in the off-season this year. So maybe, you know, you guys will see a, a little more three-point shooting next year or um but i i'm just continue to work on that because you know there's always improvements that you can make to your game so that's why i'm at with you know improving
0: my game and things like that for sure for sure calvin go ahead
1: you kind of touched on what my question was going to be what what what, what kind of tricks you trying to add to the bag that you think would make you uh indefensible player both offensively and defensively and then the the second part of my question is just talking about, uh, how I felt to to have the LeBron gear, the the shoes and so forth, and that kind of branding with, uh, the family program, how did it make you feel and what you, what you thought about, think about all that.
11: Right. So, um, uh, the first question, you know, like I said, just improving my three point uh, game. I feel like, you know, once I do that, it would just open the court up uh, a lot more. And, um, Once I start doing that, I'll be a three-level scorer then, and then I can, you know, also pass, get my teammates involved and things like that. And then the other thing is just on the other side, I kind of, you know, take a lot of pride in defense as well. So uh, you you never can forget about that side because that's, you know, that's kind of how you uh, make a living out there because, you know, everybody can score, shoot, do things like that. But a lot of people don't like playing defense. So um, that's something that my dad always told me, like, just go out there and play defense, play relentlessly. And then uh, the second question is, you know, the LeBron gear is just—it's just crazy, you know. Being being here and getting LeBron gear, getting LeBron shoes and jerseys is just a blessing. Um, a lot of people that we were playing, they were like, "Hey, LeBron gave y'all this, all this gear." Like, that's—I like that. Like LeBron blessing y'all. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy, you know, the shoes and everything, like. I'm just thankful for the opportunity, you know, to be under his representation because, you know, he is uh, one of the best, if not the best, to touch a basketball. So um, it's just a blessing. That's all I can really say about that. So,
0: Well said. Kofi.
2: So, MJ, I want you to be GM for a minute for the Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University Mighty Rattlers. And I want you to go Mm -hmm. into your recruitment tank and tell us who, what kind of player you would pursue to add to this tank player. What kind of players, what kind of players do we need to
11: add to this, the team that we had last year or this team that's, that's coming up. Coming up.
1: I'd
11: say coming up. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, um, we had, we had great shooters. We had, we had hustle players. We had people that could score. We had, um, versatile bigs, but I would say just a, a, solid, a solid big man, um, that can just dominate the post area. If I was, if I was a GM or if I was in recruitment or whatever, but, um, that's something like I just I just leave up to the coaches. I feel like Coach McCullum does a great job of recruiting guys. Our whole coaching staff does a great job of recruiting guys that we need here and um, that can help. So um, if I would say anything, just a, a a big like a a real like Dominic big. Cool. <laughs> who, who
0: who who was the uh, you you talked about being a downhill guy? Who was the guy mm-hmm. that? You know, you went downhill into the paint in terms of having to go up against somebody who who gave you fits, or maybe had you. I'm not saying had you like, you know, like you like you didn't want to go to the rim, but he made it real tough to get a bucket on. Who was the who was the guy in the paint in the swag among the guys we played this year that you felt like he was he was he was something tough to go up against? Oh, in um, the swag, you said or you can go outside the swag, but yeah if you want to start in the swag, but you can go outside if you want uh most definitely uh the defense the defensive player of the year this year uh I
11: think I don't want to mess his name up sorry if I do if you know you see this but, uh
0: McKinnis
11: yeah Mc, yeah, J.B., yeah something McKinnis uh dude dude is very athletic He's, he's going to try to clean everything off the board. You know, he's a defensive player of the year for a reason. So just yeah. uh, when we played them getting down here, you know, a lot of shot fakes, a lot of different ways, and you know, I might need to pull up or I might need to get to the basket, float it high off the glass. Just different ways, different ways that I could finish because, you know, he's a great defensive player and he protects the rim. So uh, that's that's definitely one of the main players I say this year. He's probably protected the, the rim. You know, we play some big-time teams, but he, he protects that rim. A lot. So Definitely. I would say that that's probably the, one of the guys that was the most tough. Uh,
0: as you've had the chance, I don't know, have you had a chance to watch any of the NCAA tournament uh, over the past week? I have. So I, I could ask you the one, the, the obvious question I could ask you is you, if you had a chance to watch, we played Norfolk State last year, obviously. Right. So we are familiar with them. You're familiar with them. Uh, we played Texas Southern this year. Um, what kind of things when you watch them play, what surprised you about the outcome of their games? And and granted, I understand Norfolk state had to play Baylor. They were one seed, but uh, Mm -hmm. as you watch them, you know, did you see some things that you were like, yeah, you know, that's, that's what they do. And and you just kind of knew that, uh, yeah, this, this, this is going to be a win or hey, this is going to be a tough one for them. Oh yeah. Um, just against both of those teams, um,
11: Norfolk was always a challenge in the MIAC. Um I, I always respected them because, you know, they come out, they play hard. They, uh, uh, they play the right way. And um, Texas Southern, you know, they, so they, they experienced. they kind of been running the SWAT for a little while now. So um, just the poise they have and the guys they have, you can tell that, you know, they've been in a position where they've won a SWAT championship a lot. Because, you know, you go on runs. Just me watching them on against different teams, They go, teams are going runs, and, you know, they still poised. they still, like, just, you know, staying calm, believing in each other. And, you know, they, they won it again this year and, and playing against those teams. Of course, you know, Kansas, you know, they have the, the high-caliber guys, but um, I felt like they played okay against some of them. And some of the things I've seen, I was like, I would, I would expect it because you know, just having experience playing against those guys. So that's what I kind of think about both of those teams there.
0: But before I give it over to Kelvin and Kobe for a last question, maybe staying with the March Madness theme, maybe you can tell me. I've got Duke and Kansas in the final. Good pick, bad pick. What do you think? Who who do you have in the finals?
11: You have Duke and Kansas. Um, I don't know. Which side of the bracket everybody's on? Um, but I know I like Gonzaga,
6: okay?
11: I like Gonzaga, and I like uh, and I like
0: Arizona. Okay. I feel like so that would be very, yeah, that those two teams would knock off my teams in the final four probably if they got there, so yeah, right? So, so you like right, a, yeah. you like a West Coast final, Gonzaga versus Arizona? Uh, if it, if the bracket is, if I'm
11: looking at a bracket, I'm not sure if they, they're going to play each other before then, but I like those two teams to to match up against each other. Um, they have Gonzaga actually has a tough one coming. Up. I'm, I forgot who they play, but uh, it'd be a challenge.
0: They've got Arkansas, they play Arkansas. Uh, I think, yeah, tomorrow or Arkansas, Friday. Arkansas is pretty solid. I like Arkansas. Okay. Uh, Kelvin Kofi, any final questions there for MJ before we I know it's been a long day for him before he gets out of here. Any final questions?
1: MJ, tell me uh, a hobby or something you like outside of a uh, basketball or uh, talent that you may ha- you have that that people may not know about.
11: Uh somebody asked me this uh, one time, I couldn't even answer it. Um, it's a lot of things that I do. I, I like to spend a lot of family time. I'm a family guy, like. Um, so being at college and stuff, when I get anytime I get to see my family, I'm going. But um, I like watching movies, different little shows like Power. Uh, All-American, different things like that. Um, I don't really do it anymore, but when I was in high school, i get on four-wheelers and stuff because, you know, Pensacola, it's, not, it's a city, but it's, you know, you got country areas there. So riding four-wheelers and things like that, but really can't ride them right now because, you know, what I'm trying to do, I can't really be on them. I mess around and get an injury or something like that. So, But that's one of the things I enjoy doing Um, and just spending time, like I said, spending time with my family my friends. Those are some of the things I like to do outside of basketball. Okay.
0: Right. Cool. A- any final, any final words, uh, Kofi? You want to, you want to ask uh, MJ? Yeah. So,
2: the FAMU basketball experience, the home experience, is a unique one. What would you say your favorite road game experience is?
11: Oh, uh, non-conference or conference? Conference or non. Oh oh my favorite my favorite uh experience on the road was uh Iowa State, my sophomore year. Yep. We had uh yeah. we beat them up there. So uh that's my favorite experience. You being being a big time school at their house and silence their fans and, and the gym was packed. <laughs> that whole gym was quiet when we beat them. So I will never forget that. I would never forget it. That's my that's my
0: favorite experience being here.
11: That's my favorite experience. Uh-huh.
0: Hands down, hands down, and and they're and they're in the sweet yeah. sixteen. So you know, after yeah, after yeah. going two, yeah, so yeah, definitely, you 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 guys did your thing that year. I remember that very uh, vividly. That was one of the games of the year. Matter of fact, uh, MJ, give the handles out. Let people know how they can reach out, reach out to you on social media. How do you like the for people to uh, connect with you? Let them let let, let uh, Rattler Nation and everyone watching know.
11: Oh, okay so uh, on Instagram my name is MJ underscore Hooping. Uh, on Twitter uh, at Cinco buckets Cinco underscore buckets uh, you can find me on there so that's all my social media stuff all
0: right all right well we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna light some candles and we're gonna we keep we'll keep the, the prayer windows open and hope that uh, we know we want you to come back but more importantly we want you to be successful. And whatever it is you decide to do, and we wouldn't be mad if you come on back another year, you know. We and uh, help get us that swag title. You know, you got one more thing to do, unfinished business. Run it back, unfinished business. You know, however you want to do it. But but uh, mm-hmm. even if you go, even if you decide to go professional, man, we we are one hundred percent behind you, and wish you nothing but much love, uh, health, and success in the future. Uh, congratulations again. On everything, MJ, man, it's been a pleasure getting a chance to connect with you, talk with you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, Rattling Nation on YouTube and Facebook, they say thank you as well. Uh, have a great uh, have a great evening, man, and, and uh, congratulations and uh, good health to you, okay? All right. Thank you guys for having me again. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Again, folks, MJ, MJ Randolph, make sure to hit him up on Twitter at cinco underscore buckets and uh, on Instagram, uh, MJ, uh, Hooping, I believe is what he said. It was so, uh, great job, man. That That's a great dude. That, that's a great yeah. young man. I mean, man, yes. wish, wish we could, wish we would have heard more from him throughout the course of the year, the years that that dude should have been everywhere. But anyway, uh, Let's take a break and uh, reset for the top of the hour. You're watching the O&G Strikes. We'll be back in just a moment.
4: Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family.
5: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for mental health and other resources. Call 211 or visit 211.org.
6: Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN Online and on all social media at MyBCSN1.
7: Like a machine. All around town,
8: to get down. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: Now you can't live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and adds a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. <laughs> Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
9: Have you had your Earthblend Coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend coffee.
10: So, so Shop Melvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvith Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvithboutique.com. That's www.m e l v i t h b o u t i q u e. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's
3: Boutique. The Sweet and Smoky Salmon Rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub. Perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood.
4: Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family.
5: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for mental health and other resources. Call 211. Or
6: visit 211.org. Follow the Black College Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN online and on all social media at MyBCSN1.
7: It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get you.
8: Bounty versus the Old Family Dish Towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and adds a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's
7: like a loop machine.
3: Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
9: Have you had your Earthblend Coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world. Blended and roasted to perfection. Giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup. With Earthblend Coffee.
10: Shop Melvit Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvit Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvitboutique.com. That's www.mvptboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin' Online Women's Boutique.
0: Welcome back to the OG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. I uh, want to give a shout out again to uh, MJ Randolph, the SWAC Player of the Year, Men's Basketball Player of the Year, the senior. We don't, we don't, we don't quite know if MJ is going to come back another year. Obviously, he still has a year of eligibility left. Uh, you know, there's definitely opportunities I'm sure that might be out there on the professional level. Uh, but then again, you know, it's like. You know what? What what is that decision? What do you think that decision kind of comes down to? Obviously, I mean, there there are opportunities for a guy like MJ overseas. Who knows about domestically in the states? Even, I mean, they definitely overseas. Uh, but but you know, what 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 kind of what do you think that decision? What do you think is going to play into that decision? And we're just speculating, obviously. But what do you think, Kelvin?
1: So he mentioned that he's a family guy, so I imagine uh, he's going to talk it over with his family. The other thing I I think will come into play is um, what offers are out there for him? Is there an offer out there that he get just can't pass up? He's talked about he 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 has loved his experience at Family. He's been around for for what five years now, going on five years. Um. So he's had a positive experience. He's done well academically. He's done well athletically. He, uh, you know, the coaching staff is there. Some of his teammates will still be back. So um, there's a lot of things, I think, that play in our favor with the decision. But I think it's going to ultimately come down to what kind of offers overseas, uh, G League or wherever, what kind of offers. Uh, that come is there something that he just has to consider?
0: What What about you? Uh, you know, uh, 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 Kofi. What What kind of thoughts? What do you think plays into the decision? And you did you did your best trying to get it out of him. So I applaud you. Give you an A for give you an A for effort there.
2: And
6: you know how we do.
0: I, I think uh, it's going to
2: come down to. Um, Like Kelvin said, it's going to come down to what his family says and the offers that are out there. Uh, Being at an HBCU, um, right now, I'm not sure the level of offers that he's going to get right now, but uh, that could increase and that could very well change. Uh, He can play, and I do see him playing at the next level. So... I think he's going to come down to the offers of the things that are available to him. If he gets another year of seasoning, I think it may open up uh, more offers for him. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, now I, I think now, now, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions. It's, it's too tough to tell. Um, I think the opportunity now, I wonder though, if the opportunity to, play for championship. I, I know that's got to be big. I don't know what, what our recruiting level base is um, in terms of what we have coming in. Uh, now, I noticed uh, we just, I saw word that just came out today via uh, the site or be, via the Twitter account Verbal Commits that uh, guard Keith Littles has entered the transfer portal Let me say that again, transfer portal. Uh, Now, he's one of seven seniors, actually one of four players, uh, including a couple managers, but he's one of the four players that were honored at senior night along with MJ. But uh, all of those guys still have (coughs) a year of eligibility left. And uh, Littles, uh, 6'4 guard from Augusta, Georgia, um, average 5.8 a game, 1.6 assists, two rebounds per game. Uh, had a career high or a season high of 18 points against Jackson State back on January 24th. Um, just kind of looking at the season in total for him, he, he, he did look, he looked like he played in practically every game. Um, I, I don't know where he, you know, I, I think he's one of a, there's a lot of guards on this roster. And so, you know, I think him looking for another opportunity opens up the door for spear pop possibly Dominguez Stevens. Uh, we don't, you know, like I said, is a guy who didn't get a lot of time. Um, and then of course you, you deal with, uh, you know, potentially if MJ returns, uh, you also don't know what uh, uh, you got Javon Smith, who's another sophomore. There's a lot of 6'4 guards on this team. So a lot of decisions for uh, Coach McCollum and staff. And so uh, I, I'm not sure. No word on if uh, he. Uh, has a degree coming up. I would imagine given the number of years, uh, hopefully that's right there. So, so we wish him the best of success in the transfer portal. Be with interested to see what kind of opportunities are there. Um, I I would hopefully rather see MJ come back or go professional. I I just kind of keep a fingers crossed and hope that uh, there's no, there's no rural, there's no uh, lure from, uh, from any, from any uh, power five schools, but we, we understand that's a reality especially for someone who's graduated that, that could be, that could be there. Uh, let's do a quick roundup back to a couple other sports here real quick, guys. Softball team. Uh, we kind of move forward softball team. Uh, they're winners of two in a row here getting off the snide a little bit currently with a record of seven and nine, two and four in the conference. Uh most recently they they won two out of three against Mississippi Valley State. Most recently with a five to nothing win uh, on Saturday. They won game two of a double header, five to three. Uh in that five to nothing game. Uh, looking at the stats here, real quick, if I can Find them here, blah, 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 blah. Um, Beasley, Christian Beasley pitched a shutout in that contest to hold uh, the Delta Devilette scoreless uh, in that contest. And she is, uh, so the Rattlers are now two and four in the contest or, or on the season in the conference. Uh, next up, they're traveling to Huntsville, Alabama for a weekend series against Alabama a&M so good to see good to see a softball team uh, getting some W's heading into uh, heading in the right direction after that series in Huntsville they've got a midweek series against Macon or Mercer in Macon and then uh, they travel to Daytona Beach so uh, looks like it's weekend series are primarily what you got in the SWAT Right now, for uh, soft, baseball and softball, matter of fact. Uh, track and field. Track and field actually is starting their outdoor schedule this weekend. Our track and field team will be competing in an event in Orlando, Florida at UCF. Um, the Knights Invite. It's a two day event starting on the 25th, which is Friday, and the 26th. Uh, it's the start of the outdoor season for FAMU's track and field program. Uh, just in case uh, you forgot, the indoor season uh, wrapped up for the Rollers with, uh, with a pair of wins and 13 total top three finishes. Uh, Rachel Robertson in the high jump. Kiara, Ivy, and the pole vote were SWAT champions in their respective events for the women's team, which they finished fourth overall. So that's a pretty good performance in the indoor level. Our men finished ninth overall. So uh, it looks like Jalen Scott will represent FAMU, uh, or excuse me, Jalen Scott represented FAMU in the 2021 NCAA outdoor track and field championships, but a qualifying mark in the 400 meter hurdles. So uh, she's kind of one of those top performers that we'll be looking to see how she does in the outdoor season. So if you're in the central Florida area uh, and you're looking for something to do, go over to UCF and uh, it's a beautiful campus. It's a beautiful area. The The track sits right there in between the football and basketball football stadium, basketball arena. So uh, it, it's beautiful sight lines. Should be a beautiful weekend. Go support fan track if you're in the area this weekend. One final roundup note, guys. The uh, bowling, the SWAT bowling uh, tournament is actually happening this weekend. Uh, the SWAT bowling championships are taking place. Those are set for the 25th through the 27th in Arlington, Texas. So it's a a three day event, uh, features the league's top six teams at the conclusion of the regular season. And uh, so that included FAMU. So you've got Prairie View AM, Albany, or excuse me, not Albany, Alabama State, Southern, Texas Southern, Jackson State. Those are the other five schools. So we are one of the uh, top six that are competing in the bowling uh, tournament that's happening this weekend at the International Bowling Training and Research Center located in Arlington, Texas. So if you are in the Arlington, Texas area, uh, go support our bowling teams uh they're competing uh i believe uh friday is the qualifying rounds and then saturday and sunday is the 16 double elimination tournament so you know we'll we'll try to uh we'll try to send updates throughout the the course of the week what other news we got guys let's go what other news you got for us kofi
2: Uh, nothing big, man. Just really the number of recruits that we have coming in, I think is a record number for, uh, for a spring game and considering even the construction that's taking place in Bragg, I think it's an opportunity for us to even set a record, even regards to attendance, man. I think it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what about you?
0: Joe?
1: Well, I was just going to say, uh, we also have is a junior day they combine buy and And I know coach is coming on shortly. Uh, I knew director of recruiting and, um, he's, he's done a phenomenal job, um, and has a strong presence, not only in the recruiting circles, but, uh, on social media also. And, uh, he, he's bringing a lot of visibility, um, and, and a lot of offers to, to you know, um, not that it matters, but it does. A lot of players who have a lot of options, we have a lot of stars and so forth, and for them to take their time to come see us uh, is big because there's a lot of spring games going on. Uh, I can tell you across the track, they got a spring game going on that same day, so uh, for kids to be – choosing to come spend their time with us uh is it, big and um and um that's probably going to be the most exciting and biggest um spring game that we've had as Kobe mentioned
0: yeah a- April 9th uh big day coming up uh not only is it the the origin green game but also uh junior day uh strike 23. Is the, uh, is the hashtag Strike23. Uh, that's the junior day, and we'll get a chance to talk more about that with uh, Coach Riz, who we believe will be joining us at the bottom of the hour uh, to talk about that and you know what, what all is going into that. Uh, let's talk about some of the other happenings surrounding FAMU football. Uh, one of the news points that came out Earlier, And I believe this was first reported on HBCU game day via Vaughn Wilson. Um, It's that FAMU will be one of the first HBCUs to implement the cutting page Boudreaux Recovery Center, which is a modified refrigerated shipping container to protect football players from the intense summer heat. Uh, Schools such as Alabama, LSU, South Carolina, Clemson, and Florida State are already some of the Power 5 programs that use the cooling system. There are some NFL teams that also use this, uh, such as the New Orleans Saints and Las Vegas Raiders, some high school teams. And I think we got a few images of the truck. And I even found some images of the inside of the truck as well, Um, if, uh, if our producer has that pulled up and i i think kelvin uh the the gentleman who the entrepreneur behind this uh gentleman by the name of paul Boudreau. what well, he spoke i believe to the 220 club is that correct
1: that is correct yeah he was uh, in town and, and he spoke and i think at his- the request yeah i think he spoke at the request of uh uh the administration, the, the coaching staff, because they had went to uh, several um, support groups. My understanding is that the boosters were a part of this too. It wasn't just the 220 club, but, but they had, I know that is an initiative that I think they have been trying to get some movement on for a, a, about a year now. So um, anything that we can do to, help the recovery, um, and, and support the athletes is a a good thing. Um, I'm hopeful at some point we have a long, long range plan to have a indoor practice facility, um, also, or some kind of covering, uh, for, for our practice fields, but in the meantime, um, this would definitely be um, something that is helpful in and, and those dog days of yeah. August.
0: Yeah, if you can <laughs> see there, um, if you kind of take, you obviously, that <laughs> the picture of the trailer with the uh, <laughs> Rattler football on it, not, I'm sure that's not how it will actually look. Uh, that, it's just something that people put together there. Um, but what, what is more realistic is the inside of the graphic, uh, which uh, the, the inside is actually the the what they call the Boudreaux box from LSU. So that particular image is one that LSU employs, and I don't know how many of those they have. Uh, it might be one. It might be a couple. I don't know. Uh, Mel, can you put up the interior one again that shows – the uh the images with the benches so um it brings to, so the, w- in the discussions what what kind of what do you what's the what's the cost on on this and was there any talk of one or multiples of these what what did you hear i didn't read anything uh that mentioned that out of the article that was on hbcu game day but uh you might you might know something about that kelvin if you heard something
1: so i'm not sure of the cost but i uh i think that um these are leased Uh, i i don't think um it's a system that that you buy you just sit there the whole time it's for a period of time so uh so um but uh, but i'm i don't want to misspeak on what the cost is on it um but i think it's you know something it's a seasonal item
0: um the the article there's another article here from out of the Tallahassee Democrat that uh states that the nine by forty container can house several players at a time, can maintain temperatures at eighteen degrees. Uh players enter the box for times that range from ten to fifteen minutes. <coughs> um I guess some research from LSU shows that not only does it bring the body temperature back to safe levels, but they notice the isolation returns a much more focused athlete. That sounds like a line right out of a manual. Hey, Coach Brian.
2: Hold up. Yes. Brian. Yes. Yes. Hold on a minute. Is Coach Riss
0: on now? Coach Riss? Yes,
2: sir.
0: Okay. He's on oh, we do have Coach Riss. Okay. Good to hear. I didn't I didn't hear the phone line ring. All right. Uh so if we can Mel, can we can we bring up the graphic there so that way we know so that the people get a chance to to meet or see Coach Riss if they if they are not familiar with who he is. Coach, uh welcome to the ONG strike zone. It's a pleasure to have you on and, and congratulations. Welcome to the family. How you doing, sir?
12: I'm doing just fine, and I appreciate it.
0: So <clears throat> let let's kind of start with a little bit of uh, of your your background. You you uh, you're from the Tallahassee area. Played at Rickards. Tell people just give a little background on yourself, and so that so that Rattler Nation who, who aren't familiar with you get a little familiarized with with your background your your playing career your coaching uh and how you got the famu
12: um well i'm from tallahassee florida um i played high school football at at rippers high school i um I, I actually grew up walking distance <clears throat> from the campus in the in the bond community um i played College football at Bethune Cookman. <laughs> I know that sounds a little weird, but uh, that's the path God God took me, and He brought me brought me on, a, on another journey to uh, make me a rattler.
0: Well, you, you always come home, right? You always come home, as like they say. So you know, it, it was just it just took you a while to get here. It's all good though. <laughs> um, yeah. And 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 so you had previously been coaching at uh Gaffney county high school
12: correct yes well i started my coaching career at godby high school and then i okay. ended up going to coach at Arkansas. i ended up going to coach at arkansas tech university and my mom got sick and i returned home to take care of her and she passed away and i took the job over at Rickards. um and then i ended up ended up at Gaston county high school i've been there the past three years
0: okay Okay. And, and over that time as well, you've also been doing, uh, 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 not only hosting, I believe hosting camps, but also you've been, you've been, uh, running, uh, seven on seven teams and leagues. Am I, am I correct in that as well? Some, some pretty successful, uh, seven on seven teams as well.
12: Yeah, I did. Uh, I've been involved in seven on seven for the past uh, five years. Um, but it was more more on the level of getting kids exposure than the seven on seven game itself. Right, right, right. Uh,
0: go ahead, uh, Kofi, because I I know I know you two have a very special connection as well. So so Kofi, jump in there. Well,
2: yeah. you know, uh, he did grow up in the Bond community, obviously, and I was his NYSP coach uh, back in the day. And so to see him doing so many phenomenal things, I think is absolutely amazing. It's a testimony of the kind of guy, uh, that he really is. Um, talk about this whole process, man, um, with recruitment and how this has become, I want to say, uh, a journey and a path for you.
12: Well, um, you know, my, my involvement in, in, in recruitment started over at Richards where, uh, Quentin Lewis made me the the uh, he made me the the recruitment coordinator for uh, for high school uh, over at Richards and you know I built that platform I I kind of uh, built relationship with college coaches and stayed in contact with them and and made some personal friends through, through it also um, so that's how I I made a name in recruiting um, it started at Richards and you know, God, God gave me a gift, man, to to talk to these coaches, these coaches, and, and a love for these kids to to get them closer.
2: That's amazing, man. So, um, bringing to the table, you know, I think just Rattler Nation needs to be excited about what you're bringing to the table. Let's talk about what the class of 23 and class of 24 is shaping up to actually be.
12: Well, I'll say you know, I won't speak a lot on the class of twenty three um I'm just stepping in the building, but I can't say that we already have a three star commitment from Levante Taylor out of fort, uh, fort Myers. um Levante is a kid that um he's a, he's a friend of the family that um a, a friend of the family and a kid that I've worked for in his in his recruitment, and when he found out that I would be a rattler, he wanted to be a rattler also in which he already had rattler ties. His auntie went to the to uh, to Florida A&M. Um, there's multiple pictures of him as a little kid on family Campus by the Sigma House and uh, uh, and um, and also in in a uh, rattler gear. So he has a um, he has a history with HBCU. His mom is a great fan of HBCU, and I think it was perfect uh, perfect timing that I was added to the staff, and uh, he was ready and uh, he was ready to commit to it and. He's a kid that had Georgia had Georgia Tech, Miami, Tennessee, um, and other big time offers, but he chose to, to bring his talents to HBCU. He said we want to be different and show that it can be and show that so that it can be done from a done from done from a uh, HBCU. Awesome, one, man, coach. will not you
2: talk about uh, how long? How did you
1: meet Coach Simmons and? And um, did you follow uh, FAMU football, you know, out of Rutgers and coming up? You know, uh, did you get exposed to the to the, to to the culture and uh, living in the bond community? I think I know the answer to that, but but I, I'm gonna gonna ask that anyway. And uh, just how you met Coach Simmons and how this opportunity came about?
12: Well, I've known Coach Simmons for uh, over 20 years. We competed against each other in high school. Uh, he played at Quincy Sanks and I played at Ricker's. We were rivals, um, and even though we were, we were rivals, we were, even though we were rivals, we, we were also friends uh, of the same, at the same time. Um, so we we have a, a long a long history, and uh, he's always been a great guy, man, that I respected, uh, a smart guy, um, and a guy that I knew even 20 years ago that that would be great one day. Um, you know as far as you know as far as family football for me um you know i I grew up in a family and they're they're big time rattlers. uh my uncle when i was younger i stayed in the in the joe lewis projects and my uncle used to pick me up and and uh and dress me up man and bring me to the family games and uh you know that was my that was my start of family football that goes way back to downtown harry brown and uh well, Mayor Rasul and Tony Ezael, just a few names to bring up, uh, when they were coached by the when they were coached by the great the great uh, Ken Riley. So uh right. my, the history with me and Sam, you go back a long ways. and and actually um out of high school, out of high school, I was the number one recruit in that class in the uh, nineteen ninety nine class. I I was recruit, recruited by Billy Joe. Okay. Okay, okay.
0: Uh-huh. Um yeah so so culture is uh as the as the recruiting coordinator now, I mean, we kind of kind of give us a little understanding of your role and how you kind of uh, uh, uh bring together the staff and all of the different moving parts uh because we understand this this is a large state, There's a lot of talent across this state uh so so kind of i know and i know you're just getting in the door you're just getting in the building uh so so what what kind of things are you hoping to be able to to accomplish and i think one of the big things i i gotta imagine is this strike 23 junior day event so you can feel free to transition to that if you'd like yeah
12: the strike 23 junior day event is a yeah, it's a big event, man. And we thought that um incorporating the Junior Day in the in the sp- in the spring game would make it even even He's
0: bigger. you breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Um, we we got you, coach. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, we
12: um decided to incorporate the Strike 23 in the in the spring game together to make it even bigger. And um and is gaining a lot of traction. Uh, We're looking to. We're uh, expected to have probably close to 100, 150 uh, high-quality athletes on campus. Uh, Some four-star, some five-star guys. Um, But even guys who may not be ranked, but I've targeted them as uh, big-time, big-time athletes. I mean, you know, all athletes. There's some athletes that are flying under the radar that are dang good football players, and I and I've been able to uh, find them.
0: So, so give us an idea or, or let folks know if, if as much as you can. How does that work or how does the, you know, you, you got everybody coming in. What What is sort of, what is a day, what would a day look like for one of those recruits and their family as, uh, as they're coming on campus? I'm assuming on Saturday or maybe even Friday night. Right, well, you know, just the,
12: you know, just a, a basic uh a basic run through the day, um you know we'll we'll start off uh, in the grand ballroom, and uh you know we'll have a meet a, a meet a, a meet and greet with uh with all the coaches and all the coaches will interview. Uh, I mean we'll uh, we'll uh, introduce themselves. Uh you know position coaches, support staff, um uh, equipment equipment manager, uh and, uh and uh Coach Simmons will go last and, and tie it up, and then we'll uh, we'll walk through the campus and kind of, you know, tell them about some of the buildings and, and different things that, that goes on, on the campus. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll gather down in the, we we'll gather down in the field house. And, uh, once we gather out in the field house, um, you know, kids will take photo shoots and do different things like that and take a tour of the facility. Um, just leave, just leading up to the uh, spring game.
0: Okay. And, and so out, out of that and after this, I think the spring game is set for two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Uh, I do believe it is open to the public. Uh, Kelvin, Kofi, you tell me. I, I haven't heard. I, I think it's free. Uh, so hopefully that is still the case. Um, um, I won't
12: speak on that. I won't speak on that. I won't speak on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, As I was gonna say, we'll we, we'll we'll wait to find out whether it's free or whether there's a small fee to get in. Uh but but anyway, so all of that, and and then uh, and then uh, so that that the photo shoot is where a lot of times you'll see guys in the uh, in the jerseys and uniforms and stuff taking pictures in the locker room and all that good stuff, right?
12: Right, right, and that's a you know that's a big that's a big deal, man these kids travel the country and when they when they get to these colleges they want to put on the that they see their, their favorite players or their f- favorite universities in so um that's a big deal it puts a lot of smiles on faces and kids get a chance to show off their you know their pictures on the social media and, and uh and stuff like that
0: and we got some nice color combinations too we got uh Kelvin Kobe how we got about oh, six seven different combinations I mean we can you know they can go ham on that stuff out there right?
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
0: they're
1: they looking good man and um coach i i know you probably i don't know if you can talk about it right now but uh i believe we got some some more uniforms and uh some more gear coming in the fall
3: what
12: um you know i i don't know much about that you know i'm just getting in the building but if i know it right. Simmons, like i know willie simmons uh we're gonna always be <laughs> fly we're gonna be fresh now so um, I don't expect anything less. I've known uh, Coach Simmons for a long time, and and, uh, and uh, I know you want his guys to be uh, just, just some of the best in the country.
1: That's right. He's always casket clean. Coach, the million-dollar oh, question yeah. for a lot of fans and uh, coaches and so forth. You know, you got a tough job you you coming into because uh, everybody thinks, you know, they got somebody who, who want to be a rattling? Who can play some of can, some of can't? But if folks want to submit information on a kid, a, a, a tape on a kid, etc., how should they do that?
12: Well, uh, my biggest uh, platform w- w- where I receive film is on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is uh, at Coach the Number Two bless That's Coach Two bless um if they want to follow me on Twitter and, and send the film over, I'll check it out and I'll pass it on to the position coaches and they'll make the final decision.
2: Upper coach. So uh let me ask this. How we looking, man? How we looking this spring? What we looking like? Man, I
12: love I love the the speed of practice, the tempo. I mean the guys are moving around. The coaches are flying around. It's just been, you know, it's been breathtaking. So I expect the team to move like that all through the summer and, and go into the Texas State game moving the same way. Um, uh, we have, we have a great, great deal of talent in which everybody know, um, it's just about, you know, putting it together and, uh, and, uh, getting it out. So I think, uh, it'll definitely be a, it'll definitely be a show to see
0: good stuff Well said well said well hey uh it, coach we appreciate your time this evening pleasure to have you on welcome to this welcome to the family welcome to the staff uh we look forward to uh continue to tag uh you and anything and retweet anything uh that that you send out for sure uh and again your Twitter hand or twitter handle for anybody who had or any recruits or anybody who uh wants to uh, connect in with you. It's at Coach, the number two, blessed. And uh, that's where you can read Coach Riz. And uh, spring day, April 9th, the spring game, orange and green game. It's also Strike 23, junior day as well. Uh, That's going to be a big day, Coach. So uh, we appreciate Mm -hmm. your time. And you guys got a lot of work to do, I'm sure. So uh, we're going to let you go. and, And thank you for your time again. Hopefully we get a chance to meet you and, and talk with you for five seconds or so uh, when we come up there for April, uh, April 9th for that game. Okay.
12: Okay. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me
0: and go Rattles. Let's go. Well said. All right. All right. Again, that's coach uh, Riz. Uh, we already got him saying go rattlers. Uh, so it's all it's all good. It's all good. He's been a, he's a rattler all his
2: life. That that I, wildcat I, I, thing was an imposter. That was just a little moment in time. He ain't no wildcat even rattler. That,
0: that was who was the coach <laughs> in at that time? Was that Alvin Wyatt? Was that Wyatt? Not at
12: That Alvin
2: Wyatt. Alvin Sean Wyatt. Alvin
0: That's Sean Wyatt. Right. Alvin That's, Wyatt. Right. Alvin.
2: That's my guy. I like Channel.
0: Clean, clean, clean as a whistle. All right, let's take a break. Come back and wrap up the show after this. You're watching the OG Strikes on Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: The sweet and smoky salmon rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub. Perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood.
4: Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family.
5: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for mental health and other resources. Call 211. Or visit 211.org.
12: Follow the Black College
6: Sports Network and all of our shows on YouTube. You can find us at MyJBN online and on all social media at MyBCSN1.
7: It's like a loot machine.
8: Bounty versus the Old Family Dish Towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and adds a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's
7: like a loot machine.
3: Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
9: Have you had your Earth coffee today? At Earth Blend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend Coffee.
10: Shop Melvet Online Women's Boutique. To spice up your closet with trendy unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's w elvetboutiqu ecom Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvet Online Women's Boutique.
3: The sweet and smoky salmon rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub, perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling.
4: Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID 19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family.
0: All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi here. Want to give a shout out again. Thanks to Coach Riz for coming in and joining us. Uh, at Coach Too Blessed, uh, let him know, family, that you uh, that you appreciate it. He's out there working hard, man. He was working hard before he even got the job. So shout out to Coach Simmons for just bringing him in because uh, look, he was already he had already kind of helped engineer and steer a couple guys two fam in terms of like Destin Coates, uh, Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Horn, um, and, and a couple other guys. So look, he was already working. He was already working. And so it, it's good to have him there. And, and, and this, this, this junior day sounds really big. I mean, that's a were we do. Have we done that in the past couple of years? I don't feel like it's new, but have we done it? We haven't done Not it like this.
1: that had, we, we, we have had a junior day, uh, but nothing of this scale.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and, again, and we, you know, um, FAMU, you know, football means everything to us in yeah. Rattler Nation and, you know, Coach Simmons and their staff, they put everything uh, that they have into the football program, you know, to try to make it uh, better than ever, but you know, I am I am calling it right now. I believe the class of twenty three is going to be the highest rated recruiting class FAMU's ever seen. Okay.
1: All right. don't, uh, don't, don't forget you. that we got yeah. the don't forget we got a coaches clinic. Coach Simmons has his coaches clinic that starts up on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth at the Lawson Center too, with uh Brad Scott being one of the um main speakers, but so a lot of the local coaches around the community to be on our campus also uh, learning and, and introducing themselves. Those who are not familiar with our staff. So, so uh, we, we're we're doing it on both ends, both student athlete athlete and parent side as well as the the coaches side. So, but so that, that that's pretty big.
0: Yeah, uh, you're talking about the fourth annual Willie Simmons Football Coaches Clinic. Uh to t- Thursday and Friday at the Al Lawson Center. Uh already scheduled to appear. Brad Scott uh from USF, um, former South Carolina head coach, uh FSU and Clemson OC. Um so so he will be there. There's gonna be some other guys there. You can go to at HC Willie Simmons if you, i'm sure there's still opportunities, if you're a coach. You know, if you're a football coach in the area, high school, youth league, let's just say you're a youth league and you have ambitions of coaching in the high school or college area and uh, uh, leagues, and you you can get to this type of thing, you want to be there. Th- these are the kind of opportunities that give you a chance to, A, network, but to learn, especially if you're in the youth level. So I would encourage anyone who has an interest in coaching, to get out to this event. Uh, and, and, you know, my, my biggest thing, guys, look, with this strike 23, you know, obviously you've got the orange and green game. So you, you're still developing your spring roster while you're recruiting. That's a lot of moving parts. I mean, if you think about the numbers that he mentioned, I, I, there's a lot of organization that has to happen there. So I, I'm just going to pray uh, that, that uh, you know, I, 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 I know Coach Simmons runs a tight ship. And uh, he he has a lot of ducks in a row. So, but but a lot of people have to help. So, you know, I don't I don't know if he's I don't know if he needs volunteers or anything like that. You know, I feel like folks should hit uh, hit Coach Simmons up on Twitter and be like, Coach, if you need some volunteers to help check people in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm available. So, I you know, if you're available that weekend and you want to help out, go ahead and hit Coach Simmons up on Twitter. Who knows, he might need some extra volunteers to help out. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's a lot of moving parts and you're trying to make a good first impression on a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you, you gotta be very, you gotta be on point <laughs> in, in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, we, we gotta put our best foot forward <clears throat> in a lot of places. <clears throat> uh, I, I didn't want to go back for a hot second, fella. I know we're coming up towards the end of the show but uh going back to the the refrigerated storage units um <laughs> as i call them no the boudreaux box to give it the official name it's what it's called i did find that uh in this article by vaughn wilson and the tallahassee democrat a top-of-the-line customized model like the ones found at lsu and alabama sell for a dollars Okay, so that that that's top of the line. Now, I I don't know, you know, I don't know does that mean like an extra bench or instead of a bench with a back you get a, a a bench that I don't know what qualifies as top of the line model or not, but that's the that's going right. Listen, let me let me
2: say this. I don't know how in the world we freaking survive, bro. Like back <laughs> in the day, I remember. No, seriously now. You know, my daddy's stories back in the day, growing up in South Carolina, out in the heat, it wasn't no refrigerated trucks, nothing. And, you know, he would tell you stories about picking cotton and all that other stuff, right? But then, you know, just merely just being in the National Youth Sports Program at FAMU, where we started at the FAMU High Gym, walk. All the way up from the bottom of the hill <laughs> to the Jake Gafer gym to go to the track, to go to the tennis court, to go to the baseball field, to go to the football field. You might go swimming. You might not go swimming that day. <laughs> you might. Um, listen, and they, they, they threaten you by getting water. Like, no, you can't get water right now. Here, like, I don't know how in the world Bruh I don't know how in the world we did it. Like They would threaten you You'd be standing out there in the sun in line People be running around the track Running miles It's over a hundred and some odd kids And the same thing One water fountain There weren't any water coolers It's I'm amazed that nobody died bro Look that's
0: I bet you there I'm is amazed. some. I, I bet you there is some link to the foods we ate, the activities, the lack of staying mm. inside on video games, the lack of right. being on social media uh, phones, right. and all. I bet you there is some. I, I'm not going to do the research because that's somebody's doctorate uh, uh, thesis paper. Uh, but there's a link between what you just said and what is going on. I, I bet you anything. There's a link there somewhere. I mean, hey, I,
1: hey it, it's the Frozen Cups. It, it's the Frozen Cups. <laughs> <laughs> the medicinal Cups of Kool-Aid, man, they did it. Listen,
2: I don't know how we did it, bro. I I literally, man, Coach Mungy and Coach Lang be looking at you side I talking about asking for some water, and Coach Jacobs be like, go give me another lap. You know, all that other stuff. Suck it up. You know, we suck it up. Wasn't no tears. You know, we have to go on and, and run all around. Might be talking under our breath, but we should sure go around there and do it again. Because for the look, look. And it wasn't no long time at the water fountain. Because you had 20, 30 people behind you. So you had to get your little sip
0: and move out the way. Hey, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Is that at the, I'm reading from the article here. This was a partnership between Athletics, the FAMU 220 Quarterback Club, uh, which is, uh, for those who don't know, a support organization, uh, FAMU retirees, alums, and friends. Um, President Eddie Jackson said that the initiative that it took three months to raise the funds for the Boudreaux box. He says, quote, this has been the easiest campaign I have ever been a part of. Uh, when we learned the pow- that Power Five teams used the Boudreaux box to protect its athletes, we decided we wanted that for our players. When I told our group that FSU players across town benefited from utilizing the box every year, they immediately reacted uh that they wanted the rattlers to have the same opportunity for safety um that's powerful man that's powerful um that's that's powerful i i see that look on your oh i thought that was your screen that froze no that was just your continued look there i thought that, i thought your screen had froze right when you did that <laughs> hey uh what we should be put since it's so easy let's let's throw this out there let's just put it out there kelvin as we just saw earlier today when you sent this to me what georgia state has going on they are in the process uh, and let's just go with pictures uh mel let's just go pictures they're in the process of building i guess you could call this an indoor facility an indoor outdoor facility on campus,
2: it's a covered sort of facility.
0: Covered facility, so uh, probably the, the 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 shades. Like if it were raining, if they there's probably some drop downs that you could uh, that you could utilize to uh, to sort of shield off some rain. Tennessee State has something like this on their campus. Um, Correct. I know. Yeah, I know Tennessee State has something like this on our campus. I don't know what numbers like this would run. There's a real cool video that they had as well. But uh, I, I think this is that next step, I'm sure, that will get talked about for FAMU. Now, now, here's the question I ask you guys. You know, we got renovations going on to the stadium and all the other stuff. Uh, and, and there's the video there uh, of the... Would you rather concentrate on continued improvements to the stadium or would you want to see something like this kelvin go
1: i'm a big vision type of person so um i'm i'm all for the p3 because uh you know when you build things now you're building it for revenue streams uh part of reason you know other than you know maintenance and upkeep cheaper with turf field. part of the other reason turf field at the stadium was because we uh could host high school games and other things there and generate revenue which we did uh as well as the team and a and a bank could practice on it whenever and we wouldn't have to worry about the maintenance and so so that so i'm a big picture type of guy and see having a p3 that has a retail element to it or rental space element to it sweet to, um, hotel, convention center, uh, food, all of that generates revenue, not just the four or five or six games you play uh, a year, but it generates revenue year round. And we have a shining example of something like that in college town, which is uh, right uh, across the trash from my campus now. It has multiple hotels, multiple food places, a lot of student dorm housing and so forth. Which even some of our own students stay in, uh, so we we are we're, we're letting a lot of money go to um, which most of that most of the development in that area is owned by Seminole boosters, and so I would like you know there's an Avenue Street corridor, uh, playing part of Tallahassee CRA and so forth, and um, if we move forward phase three of the uh, phase three of the uh, P three then. We Have that opportunity on Admiral Street, and I, that's what I would like to see.
0: And for people who don't know, P3 is what, but, but just for anybody who does not who's not familiar with that terminology public private partnership. Okay, all right. Um, Kofi, I asked the same question to you uh, stadium renovations, or would you like a nice indoor facility like that?
2: Well. As uh, my brother Kelvin has already spoken so eloquently about, um, we have the opportunity to get all of it um, really with the P3. It's, it's, it's simply uh, a decision by our board of trustees, by our president to just say, you know, in order for us to get to the next level, we need facilities. We need the stadium. We need the indoor practice facility. We need the weight room, And we need facilities that are going to generate additional revenue since bragg stadium has been uh i want to say um around we've never hosted a state championship game and of all the stadiums that are in the state of florida bragg probably presents the best atmosphere than florida field um florida state stadium over at dope um any of the stadiums, any of the other stadiums in Florida, even the Citrus Bowl is so big, it's so vast. But in Bragg, you would have the opportunity to have fans that would be closer together, closer to the action. And that in itself could generate additional revenue for FAMU. Not to mention, we could also have a, a women's flag football team. You're talking about soccer. You're talking about possibly hosting MLS soccer games uh, in the summertime perhaps additional exhibition games in the summertime uh, in the spring or whenever we want to do it, you know, we have to think outside the box, you know, who would have thought that all of that space that Florida state has used for the Indigo hotel, the, um, the, um, the publics that is down there, that is all organic, uh, the chase bank, all of the apartment home, all of the, uh, all of the other stuff that is there, on the street, the restaurants, the the beauty salons, um, the clothing stores, all of that stuff will be dedicated for the state, and it's the birth child of the minds of their boosters and how they think and how we need to think if we're going to literally get to the next level. You know, it has to happen; otherwise, we're going to stay stagnant. We're going to be, you know, and really and truly, again. Um, You know, uh, Black Panther is a movie that inspired a lot of us, right? You know, to see the possibilities of this major country that is hidden in plain sight. That's what HBCUs are. It's all this greatness, all all this ingenuity, all of this intelligence hidden in plain sight. The problem is we've got to operate collectively and really commit to go into another dimension of greatness because we can do it, it's possible. And all it takes really for this P3, just for the record, is a signature by the president to say, you know what, this is what we wanna do. This is what, no, I'm all in now, I see the possibilities, let's get this hotel up, let's get these shops up, let's develop the South Side a little bit more. Let's put some more apartment homes on the Adams strip right there. Let's let's reconvene. Let's put um, Leola's as a part of the whole thing. Let's put Olien's as a part of the whole thing, since they're uh, Black food, uh, Black restaurants that are there. You can develop that whole thing and make it into something that, you know, people don't see right now because nobody's ever really talked about it in depth.
0: Well said. Um, I want to bring your attention. I know we got to get ready to close up the show, but I got to bring this up because I just, you know, you got me thinking about board of governors meetings because that's where we left. Yes. Last week's show. There is a board of governors meeting coming up uh, March 29th, which is actually Tuesday. So by the, it ends next, uh, next week. So when we have next week's show, you'll actually know the results. Very important meeting taking place on Tuesday, March 29th, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. The Board of Governors Audit and Compliance Committee Chair Kent Sturman and Vice Chair Aubrey Edge will meet with representatives from Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University to discuss the university's athletics program, finances, and accomplishments in balancing the budget. Uh, That is right from off of the... Uh, Florida Board of Governors website. Uh, The location of the meeting will be uh, at the University of North Florida's Grand Banquet Hall and their Adam W. Herbert University Center. Uh, So that'll be an interesting meeting. I think you can view that meeting online. There looks like there is a link to view it online. So, again, that's Tuesday morning, 930 a.m. to 10 a.m. Look. And we've
2: gotta be engaged, man. You know, totally engaged. We've got these elections coming up. I'm seeing all these flyers. I wanna really know what these people are talking about. Cause, you know, I'm all for people running for office and stuff, but our National Alumni Association has to make the shift from just doing parties. And I love the parties. I love what Greg has done, but it's really time for us to go to the next level. This is an election year, which means that the people that we put in office, both for the Family National Alumni Association, as well as the state government, um, even around our state, are going to be making decisions for our HBCUs over the next four years. They're the ones that are going to be deciding who's gonna be sitting on the Board of Governors, Who's going to be sitting on our board of trustees? These people that we put in office, these are the people, you know, um, and we don't have time to really play a whole lot of games. I want to know that the person that we put in position to be our national alumni uh, association president is it. like, I want to hear the agenda. And in that agenda for me personally, I want to know that you're going to fight for us. I want to know that recruitment is going to go to another level i want to know that you're invested and connected with what's happening with athletics and i want to know that we can get the scholarship money find different innovative ways to get more people involved so that we're not sitting on the sideline and then being reactive instead of proactive about how we can assist fam you going to the next level
0: um kelvin any final words here before we close
1: no sir the summer hasn't been preached <laughs>
0: All right, well said. Um, want to remind everybody, uh, don't forget the Oscars Sunday being produced by FAMU's own Will Packer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I I, I I, got a feeling somehow, some way, he's got to have something FAMU-themed. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if the hundreds don't make a, a guess. I'm just saying, I don't know. Kofi, don't and maybe you got some, don't say it if you got some inside information. But he's gonna do something that gives a shout out to FamU and HBCUs. I don't know what, but it's gonna be something, right? You gotta think so. Yes? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yes. Maybe. Yes. Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I normally don't watch the Oscars. Uh I, but I will be, I will be watching this year. 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh it just runs long, too long for me. But I'll probably watch this year because Will's producing it. Uh that's gonna do it for our show. Hey, reminder, uh, let's put the let's put those uh you guys want to contribute to the show? You want to send us a little tip? Every little bit helps the show, helps keep us going. You can go to our Twitter page right there. There's a little tip jar on the main page of the Twitter feed. Uh anything that you want to donate to the show is greatly appreciated. A cup of coffee, uh, a bag of peanuts, a soda, whatever you might. Sp- I like to say, look, you go to, the con- I go to the convenience store way too many times. Right. I told this story way too many times. I need to find a new one. But I go to the convenience store. I spend three dollars on some BS at 7-Eleven. That's you know, look, I could go give that to another show. So, you know, we appreciate any and everything that helps keep this going. Uh, you can also support the BCSN Pod Zone, which is where all of our shows go after it's done. You can always watch it on YouTube, where you guys are, but you can go to the BCSN Pod Zone. You can support the Black College Sports Network and the number of Pod Zone shows uh, that air in podcast format. That allows you to download, uh, download, and subscribe wherever you can. Uh, next week. We, uh, we are working on an interview with the uh, Orange Blossom Classic chairperson, chairwoman, chair, you know, uh, hopefully that will come, come to fruition. Uh, we also are working on a couple other things. Uh, don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to mention it, but uh, we might get into some discussions about NIL. There's some big deals that are happening in the world of nil so we'll kind of talk about that and uh might have you know we're working on some guests so uh you you want to make sure to share like and subscribe and uh and, and let a friend let a rattler know about this show and continue to support as much as you can by following us on twitter instagram facebook and then go download that jericho broadcast networks app on your google or apple play store just search my JBN or my BCSN. in. Uh, we want to say uh, again, special thanks to Coach Riz and also to MJ Randolph for coming in and joining us, man. Great conversations. Go back and watch it. Listen to it. Uh, go share it with a friend if you can. That's going to do it. Thanks to our producer, Melody Lucas, uh, for Kofi Hemingway, Kelvin Rozier. I'm Brian Fulford. Thank you for watching the ONG Strike Zone. Rattler Nation, be good to yourselves be good to each other. Make sure to strike, (laughs) strike, and strike again. Peace out.